Hello, hello, and welcome, or should I say, ho, 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 welcome Christmas cousins. I'm Cousin Chad. And I'm Cousin Seth. And we are here with a returning guest, our first ever interview, who now we're considering an honorary cousin, I think. This is the Christmas aficionado himself. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back. We had such a good time having you last time that we just had to have you back because when we were discussing, you tasked us to watch a classic Hallmark movie called A Very Merry Mix-Up. And you said, mm -hmm. try to figure out if you can, let me know if you can figure out what the actual mix-up is, not what you might think it is. Is that correct, Joe? That's correct. What is what is the twist? There's a what twist, in the, the twist? In the movie. And will Seth get it? Because he's, uh, Chad, you had said you maybe have watched that before. But Seth, did you get the twist before it was revealed? We'll have to find out. Don't say it yet, Seth. We're okay. going to get there, I think. Okay. So <laughs> I think I actually yeah. got this one. <laughs> I think uh, I think you're going to be uh, I think you're going to be all right. So we basically just to give you a quick rundown of who we are. If you're new to the show, Seth and I are cousins, and I'm very into the holidays, all the seasonal things. I love to do, whether it's pumpkin spice season, peppermint mocha, all those things. I do it. I start decorating like in July. And <laughs> Cousin Seth is just kind of going through his days and being like, look, I, I don't know. I walk into the store. It doesn't matter what month it is. I'm getting plain coffee. I'm not getting pumpkin spice. I'm not decorating my house. I'm not watching special movies. I'm watching whatever's on. So I said, Seth, let's go on a journey where you're the festive freshman learning and seeing all these traditions through a child's eyes, Seth, and uh, yes. and we're all experiencing them together. So that's the genesis of this show. Joe, the Christmas aficionado, he has a YouTube channel that is so much fun. He takes the Hallmark movies. He does reviews in one minute. He does trope counts, which are amazing, where he counts all the tropes that they do throughout the shows. He does somewhere, one of my favorites, he did the year, was it uh, 1988, was it, right? Or 89? 89. Mm -hmm. 89, 89, where he just takes you back through Christmas 89. He recently did a travel vlog at the Inn at Christmas Place in Tennessee, which I haven't ever been. I'd like to. So getting to watch Joe do that was cool. So definitely check that out. And Joe, welcome officially again back to the show. We appreciate you taking your time again. Oh, thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. Uh, I'm always happy to talk about Christmas and Hopefully this time I'll be a little bit more prepared. I heard Scott uh, Newman on there and man, he came prepared with, to, with songs and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> this time I actually have a whole bunch of stuff to read from. So uh, things that I notes and stuff that I took. So this way we can, uh, I can definitely be a little bit more prepared and maybe, oh, wow. uh, <laughs> I don't want to, I, I don't want to come in. I didn't want to come in without doing my homework. <laughs> well, we, we, we do appreciate that. And I know uh, you certainly yeah. know your stuff, even without doing your homework. You're a maestro when it comes to all these festive things, especially the retro ones. So when you said we've got to try Hallmark's A Very Merry Mix-Up, Seth and I didn't mess around. We found yeah. it online. We rented it and we sat there, watched it with our notes. And um, Seth just finished it like mm -hmm. right before the show. I just finished it earlier this morning as well. So we had... Uh, Seth, you're still wearing a beanie. You must have been cold just yeah. watching it. <laughs> I really get in the mood. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm always cold. So, uh, yeah, to finish, I, I like to watch these pretty close to when we review them and things like that. So it's nice and fresh in my head and stuff like that. So, also, you're just a procrastinator, Seth. You just put it off <laughs> to the end. I mean, that's what it is, basically. That's another way to put it. <laughs> yes. It's a euphemistically. He's just waiting, Joe. That's all. He wants to be fresh. So 
let's get into this one. Joe, before we do, the what was the main reason that you recommended it? Was it just to see if we would get what the mix-up was? Because I don't even know if I have it right, frankly. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I w- the movies that uh, I, I like are the quirky ones. I really mm-hmm. do like the the ones that are a lot more fun. You know, there are a lot of sad ones. There's a lot of just nice romance ones and, you know, some over-the-top comedy ones. There's Then there's the ones that are just, you know, goofy, as, mm-hmm. as I would say. But I, you still like it, you know. And this is one that has always stuck uh, in my brain. I remember watching it for the first time. Um, when you saw the, the trailer for it, when Hallmark released it, and I saw the trailer, they kind of spoiled what the mix-up was hmm. in the trailer. And it was kind of like, well, geez, like that ruined, that kind of ruined it for me. Like I would have loved to have seen, you know, try to figure out what the mix up was, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're not, we're, we're, we're not, it's not like this overly complicated film, <laughs> but um, I, you know, I also really like the actress, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Alicia Witt. And I know she's not a popular one for a lot. She's popular with some people, but there's a lot of people that I don't know, don't care for her as much. Mm-hmm. Um, at least what I've heard on and read online. Um, mm-hmm. But I followed her career for a while. She was in um, Sybil, that TV yeah. show in the 90s with Sybil Shepherd. She was her teenage daughter. Um, she was in Dune. Like she was like a, the young girl in Dune um, in the 80s. And hmm. so, you know, so like there, like I knew who she was. And um, so when she, I saw, I saw that she was in a Hallmark movie, I was like, oh, I know. That's like actually the first actress I kind of like, oh, she was a child actress. I know who she is. Right. So she was in Friday was, Night Lights as well. I, and that's yeah. how I became mm-hmm. more aware of her as well. So she was in Walking Dead. She was in a number wow. of different things. Yeah. So she, I mean, uh, so that that kind of you know that was like the first time I probably and this is 2013 so this is well before you know a lot of the things like Candace Cameron had done some and stuff mm-hmm. but you know I I knew who Alicia was so I was like oh that's interesting you know I finally know an actress in one of these movies mm-hmm. so so that's what initially it uh, said okay made you want to watch the movie and then it was the whole mix up and it obviously ten years later you're remembering it so you tasked us with watching the cinematic classic. So let's, let's get into it. Um, and, and Seth cinematic classic, yeah. it was a masterpiece, no holes in the plot once again. So you are five oh. for five. I think this is your fifth one, right? <laughs> Seth that we've done together. Your fifth uh, one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now Joe has you beat. He's watched like 400 of these. So <laughs> I got a little ways to go. Yeah. This, I, I'm I, well ahead. Of, I'm well ahead of you. <laughs> I don't I need think a lot of catching up. Yeah. Oh, no, you are, Seth. Wait till you see next week's schedule. A lot of caffeine. <laughs> so basically, we start off here. We don't know what's going on at the beginning of this. We have an idea. We know it's going to be a mix-up. We're in a big city. We see the boyfriend, fiance. Seems like a nice guy, but there's already a crack in the armor. He wants a fake tree with blue spruce spray. So yeah. basically, tell us you're a monster without saying I'm a monster, right? He wants to get... <laughs> The fake tree and the spray. Uh, Alicia Witt tells this long fable about a clock, right? There's a classic clock. Now, Mm -hmm. if you've watched these Hallmark movies before, you know they're going to circle back to this later, so you have to pay attention. Seth, with you as a newbie, you probably completely zoned out midway through the clock story, I'm guessing. Or did you realize something was happening? 
uh, <laughs> I knew I knew there was some significance to it. Uh, I don't think they were going to just drag us over there and tell this whole story for nothing. Um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah the uh, the burn castle with the burn castle Christmas clock. So yeah, I, yes. I stayed for most of the story. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Remember, so what, remembering the name of the castle is, is 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 shows that you actually were paying attention to. It. Yeah, really. I was taking notes and I missed that. Burn I don't think castle? I got it until like the end. Oh, that's a, and I noticed as I do these things, a lot of this stuff doesn't come up till later. So you start in the beginning, you're like so and so. Like I'm like, dude, lady. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like okay, right, they right. have a name. <laughs> so there's a couple things before we move on that um I count the tropes in these movies and yes. there's a lot of them. And Seth, I'm not sure how many of these tropes you know about or can catch on, but we've already hit three of them <laughs> within the first few minutes of the movie. So what so are the one, three that we hit so far? So one, she was a former child actress. That's a very okay. popular trope that happened a lot or like 2013, 15, 16, like they, they brought back a lot of them you'll see a lot okay. of these 90s actresses that show up now as adults okay um trope number she owns one a, yeah she owns a small business mm-hmm. there's all they always own a small business there's always at least one of them that you know they don't work at a business she owns this antique store so it's a small little business that she owns usually one of my favorites Love and that the trope. story <laughs> and the story trope usually is to save the business or something like that and then the third one she currently has a boyfriend when you start and you know, by the end of the film, he's not going to be around anymore. And right. Sure enough. That's, that's, yeah. that's so, uh, he's going to be a future ex-boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> and, and by the end of this film. Rightfully so. This monster wanted, again, spray, tree smelling spray versus the real mm. tree. So it's really terrible. Meanwhile, <laughs> we had a, a fake tree last year with the scented things in it as well. So, I'm a monster too. So they go through the fable about the clock and it's really important. It was a clock maker and a peasant girl. They want to get married, but the parent, the girl's parents promised her to someone else. So the clock maker decided I'm going to make the nicest clock ever. Like a clock so beautiful, Flavor Flav would wear it around his neck. Like I'm talking that high quality, classy clock level. And (laughs) her suitor hears about this, whisks her away to a villa and the day before Christmas, a gift arrives, and it's the most beautiful clock she's ever seen. Uh, she carried it with her everywhere on her wedding day. She's praying for a miracle. And as she walks down the aisle, oh, I can't believe my sound effects aren't wa- working because I have the TikTok sound. The, um, she walks down the aisle, and all time stops. It's frozen, like Zach Morris and Saved by the Bell would just do the timeout, and everybody would freeze. <laughs> They run out. Everyone's frozen in time. She sees the fiance or the, 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 her person she loves. And they're the only two that are moving. The rest of the world is frozen. They run off together. They live happily ever after. There's a foreshadowing trope if I've ever seen one, if that is such a trope. So that's, uh, that's where we are to start off. So there's a big, big scene she has there. A, lot, a big uh, set of soliloquy. It was long and she got it right. So... <laughs> Well, the Zach Morris that 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 just gave it all credibility. So. Right, right. How is Zach? Has he ever been in one of these? Mark Paul Gosselar? He would be perfect. He, Mark, Hallmark no, movie. Mark Paul has never done a Hallmark film, so hmm. um, I don't know if he ever will. I think he's. I, I hate to say it, but I think his he's got a lot going on in his career. So hmm. <laughs> I don't right. know. If I don't know if he'll ever show up for a Hallmark film. Because Seth, you probably don't, you won't know this. AC Slater, Mario Lopez, is in the yeah. 
lifetime version of the Hallmark movies. The lifetime lifetime does Christmas movies too, and he's in a ton of them. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I could kind of see that. It's uh... yeah. He hasn't aged since Bayside High School at all. No. It looks fantastic. He, doesn't he do like a daytime show or something like that? Like with some? Yeah, I've, I think I've stumbled upon it a couple of times. But yeah, looks so, so, two, of, yeah, so two of the two of the other um, Saved by the Bell actors have shown up. Um, mm. Tiffany Amber Thiessen was in a few of them, and then. Um, Oh, I can't, I'm blanking on her name, but she played Jesse. Uh, Elizabeth, she Berkeley. Elizabeth, Sh- Elizabeth Berkeley. Right. <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley. Um, yeah. She was in a Sweet 2013, book. I think it was a 2013 Hallmark film about a lottery ticket that gets huh. lost. Um, wow. And that she, she won the lottery and she lost the ticket. Some guys stole it. Um, and uh, it's, it's an interesting film. But uh, and She has to start wow. dancing. And <laughs> <laughs> Getting your films mixed up. Right. Yeah. She takes all the pills to study late in the night. I'm so excited. That was a classic Saved by the Bell episode. Would you want to just study on their private yacht? Yeah. In the harbor. Yes, Seth and his private Joe. yacht references. Seth, the rest of us don't get those references. Joe, if you if you know from listening to the show, Seth is extremely independently wealthy, so he'll throw references out like private yacht. The other day, he walked downstairs to get something, showing his multiple stories in his mansion. Try to hang with the rest of us, all right, Seth, please. So oh, yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I apologize for my wealthy cousin Joe. He does. He knows okay. what he does. Hey, you want to? You want to back a YouTube channel? <laughs> back all of YouTube, my my dear cousin. Right. Yeah. So basically, next my is they're having dinner with the boyfriend, and all he's doing is talking business. So hmm. she's like, well, the store is all I have left of my dad. Her dad pet passed, which is another trope, right, Joe? The, uh, she inherits dead, the dead business. Mm-hmm. Inherits the business. Is that a separate trope than the dead parent trope? That would be a separate one. So it would wow. also be a okay. dead parent. So de- they they love to mention a dead family member. Now, okay. Okay. so that's also another one. So it's dead family member, uh, inherits the business. Um, so, yeah. We're up to five, I think, at this point. Okay. Yeah. There's quite a wow. bit. <laughs> yeah. So now, and we might be getting a sixth quickly because the boyfriend, all of a sudden after talking business, very awkwardly proposes. And he like stands up in front of everyone. She's like, please, please don't do this. She's embarrassed. She's not fully into it. She says yes anyway. She's kind of goaded into it. The crowd applause, like applauds, applauds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. I don't have my sound effects. Um, and um, and so anyway, that's it. And he invites her to meet her parents. So she's like super excited. She's like, oh, I can't wait to go and do all the Christmas traditions, bake cookies, make the tree. He's like, listen, my mom's macrobiotic, which I guess you can't eat a specific diet and decorate a tree in these movies at the same time. So <laughs> he warns her about that. But it, it comes up again later that uh, the macrobiotic diet. So. He's like, look, but you're going to go meet my parents alone. I've got a deal to close. So mm-hmm. that's that's the initial conflict, basically. So, yep. okay. That sets up the entire first scene. A lot went on there. A lot. Yes. Yeah. And Alice is, Alice is very excited to go. And that was one thing you noticed with her. She's very upbeat, her, very yes. charismatic throughout all this. I mean, there's a couple, I say throughout all this, there's a couple moments where she's less than thrilled. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah, she's got a good energy about her. <laughs> yeah. So I covered this film on the trope count. Um, it's one of my episodes. It's one of the, it's also the episode I always remember because I had COVID when I recorded it. <laughs> so I, I, I really don't sound enthusiastic about it. I, I but um, in the uh, in the episode, um, whenever she's like, oh, I have cookies and I'm going to make fudge and I'm, I'm going to do this and can we make your stocking <laughs> stuff? I, I spliced her, her talking about that with Buddy the Elf. Because oh, it no. felt like the exact same kind of thing. He's like, we can make, we, we can eat cookie, cookie dough and, and braid each other's hair or whatever yeah. he says in the, you know, in Elf and stuff. It, it, it actually works pretty well. That's really little... funny. Oh, if, uh, if you can send that over, we'll uh, use it to help uh, promote this episode because that sounds amazing. Yeah, so... I'll, I'll try to I'll crop some of that out. Yes. Oh, that would be awesome. That's uh, that's hilarious. I definitely will check that out. Don't forget if you're oh, if you're listening, what? well, if you're listening, you're clearly hearing this. Uh, Joe is the Christmas aficionado. It's Christmas aficionado on YouTube, not the, but just Christmas aficionado. Yep. And you can see our socials at Christmas Cousins Pod. That's Christmas Cousins Pod on Instagram and Facebook, which is fun because I run the Instagram, Seth runs the Facebook, so they're a little bit different. Uh, and then. They mirror each other, but they're different. And then uh, you can also email us christmascousinspod at gmail.com. That's christmascousinspod at gmail.com. Our media team will get back to you within a, a day or so. I promise we are we are overloaded with messages right now. So if we don't get right back to you, believe me, we will at some point. Right, Seth? I think last count was yep. a thousand behind at getting to inbox zero. <laughs> yeah, we at got least. a lot of catching up. A do. lot, a lot of catching up. <laughs> so basically, she's at the airport now. She lost her bags. Another trope mm -hmm. count, I think. I think that's no, in there. No, not really. Uh, okay. Nah, I didn't count that one. Okay. So. so now she first spots the hunk. I don't get his name till way later in the movie, so my notes just say hunk. He's the hallmark hunk of it. Does he have a name, Matt, or something? Matt. Matt. Mm -hmm. so, but Matt. I think okay. he, I, he notices her first, I think. Yeah. Um, yes. There's a little glance, and he's like, oh, he, met, he lets out some little noise. He goes, <laughs> trying to write out. I don't know what oh, that noise He goes, <laughs> to spell it. Yeah, Whoa, he, he, like, well, he okay. looks at her and she, again, there's another funny thing I do. I, I put, when I, I took the, the footage of the film and I put uh, uh, Warren's cherry pie behind it because they slow down the footage of her walking and it's just, it's, it's just hysterical. And then he goes, whoa. And it's just, it's just, it's hysterical. Yeah. That I is love awesome. that part. Yeah. So they, yeah, it was like, he's smitten right off the bat. It's a, a you know, it's verging on creepy. Uh, they lost mm -hmm. her luggage. He lost his luggage. Uh, and he's like, it's a priceless gift from his grandfather. So we're getting that he treasures old things. She treasures old things. And Seth, this is where right away, here comes the meat cute, which we went over the meat cute. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what that, what that is? This meat cute? Uh, no. Well, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I do. But for everyone else, it doesn't remember. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a cute meeting. Yeah. Joe, do you want to take the meat cute? I'm sure you're. So in all these well Hallmark first. movies, and actually ro really romantic comedies, they they call the first time these people meet the meet cute. I hate that term. I don't use it. I, I don't know why I hate it, but I, I think maybe just because it's called the meet cute. Um, okay. But that's how it's referred to. So the first time that two people meet, um, and it, usually it's because they, they, they like each other right away. Um, right. So that, that, that's the gist of it. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, so it's that initial meeting of the yeah. our, our 
two stars or yes two... they, they meet by bumping into each other by spilling scalding liquids on each other or mm. like knocking over getting things on their outfits that's generally it it's a cute way to meet it's sometimes you know they get sprayed by their car or in the puddle it's all different ways oh, so okay basically that's... they start to bond over the lost luggage and mm. now they're discussing he's but he doesn't care about the luggage it's this package he <laughs> his lost package the yes. whole conversation about his package is in his package ensues and I'm mm-hmm. going, oh man, Cousin Seth is about 50 package jokes right now that aren't going to make it on air because it's a clean show. Um, so they, right. when they're done discussing his package, he walks away and he's like, see you around. And then he's completely embarrassed by his total lack of riz, as the kids say. Yeah, uh, he's like repeating kind of, it. He's like, what is that dumb line? <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. Such we've an all idiot. Been there. <laughs> so he's like, he turns around. He's like, I'll try this again. He turns around, spills coffee all over her third degree burns uh, mm-hmm. and her outfit. So he completely apologizes, offers to buy her new shirt. Turns out they're going to the same town, but she's engaged. And he's like, wait, well, where's your fiance? So we're getting a little crack here. Um, mm-hmm. Her phone dies because there's now coffee all over it. And this is 2013. Nowadays, I think the phone would be okay. Uh <laughs> He loans the phone. She leaves her fiance message. But, you know, he's doing a business deal. He's not going to get the message. But here's the crazy part. This is where we're floored, right, Joe? Here's a part where we're getting mixed up. So the fiance has the same last name as this dude. Uh, What was it? What was the last name? I forget. Mitchum. 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 Yes. (laughs) Mitchum. So they're like, oh, okay, maybe they're brothers. Uh, Then he and he's like, yeah, my brother's Billy. She's engaged to a guy named Willie. So at this point, we have a mix-up, a, a very merry mix-up at that point because it's around holidays. Mm-hmm. And she says how they meet, they met online dating. The fiance is level, practical, good business, not a good romantic description. Um, and the hunk is basically, Matt is like, look, romance is making the most minor task a great thing, like doing the dishes together. Next thing we know. Yeah. She melted when she heard that. She did. She liked that. Yeah, exactly. So- but in these movies, it can't just go so smoothly. So mm-hmm. basically, they're doing him like he drops something. They're looking for it. Now, this hunk, he's good looking, but not the best driver because he literally bends down below his dashboard <laughs> by driving to pick up. Uh, what was the item? She dropped uh, an earring ring. or something. She was, oh, she was showing ring. him the ring. Yeah. The oversized uh, engagement ring for her sausage fingers. Right, right. <laughs> he, yeah. he clearly did not know that you know, nothing <laughs> was gigantic when she got to put it on. <laughs> That's very Freudian that she dropped the ring, huh? I didn't even catch the... This movie is so leveled. It's so multi-layered. It's it's crazy. So, boom, car crash. They're in the hospital. Both are okay, but they swap stories about love and relationships. Um, and Matt's the hunk. His ex-fiance, he tells a story, it was raining, and his ex-fiance would not walk to get to him. And he turns to her and says, love, is, uh, love walks through the rain for each other. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't stop. So... Yeah, it was it was just both of them getting to know each other, getting the romantic side. He's a romantic. Well, he also then like, comments on her clean fingernails. Like he goes, mm. Oh, your fingernails are so clean. And then he tells her also yeah. about how he wore a powder blue leisure suit to prom. Like mm-hmm. it, I think they're trying to make it sound like he's just a little out of it. I, mm. I, at least that's what I'm I'm guessing, I'm hoping. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's a weird, that, that whole conversation in the hospital is really strange. It's very yes. weird. Um, and she seems to like him, you know, she, even though she, he's 
telling these weird, creepy stories. He, <laughs> she right, seems right. to not be bothered by it. So yeah, it's he think it'd be a, a little bit of a deterrent. She <laughs> just in a car accident <laughs> with this guy. <laughs> just... It could have been the painkillers. The whole movie could be from the painkillers if you think right. about where we go with this. Actually, <laughs> so uh, you know. Billy William, no one ever calls the brother and, and goes, hey, I'm here with your fiance. They're like, we'll talk to Billy when he gets here in a week. So, <laughs> uh, so basically, so now the parents show up at the bedside. The parents are confused. What is going on? Uh, they're there. Why hasn't anyone called Billy or William? Mm. It's, it's a whole thing. But they go back to the house. Now, the house, this is what, Joe, I love this about these movies. The house is adorable. It's amazing. It's decorated it's cozy the parents are warm and welcoming and right away he hands her homemade eggnog with like allspice or something one ingredient she picks out so i'm in sign me up that's exactly yeah. what i like in these scenes and they bond over antiques yes Seth? i think that i think this was the first movie that um we, uh, we've watched or yeah that um during Oh, these reviews and all stuff that has eggnog in it. <laughs> oh. I don't know why I noticed that, but yeah, I saw other ones. Um, yeah, they always go for different drinks. I was like, wait, isn't eggnog like quintessential holiday right. drink and stuff like that? Right. So my favorite part of this is they leave the hospital. The doctor says, stay awake. All right. You might have a yes. concussion. Mm -hmm. And so she yells at them to stay awake, but puts them. In the most comfy living room you've ever seen, <laughs> in front of a fireplace, yes. gives them tons of blankets <laughs> and warm drinks and expects them to just stay awake. So it's Great clear point. the mom is maybe trying to kill them. I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe fall asleep, you know, from the coziness that is their right. living room. Uh, it's a very strange thing because she yells at him to stay awake and then right does right. all the completely opposite <laughs> basically thing. gives them everything they need to help make them sleepy uh -huh. she so. tucks him in right she almost yeah. basically tucks yeah she like stay awake i'm gonna now read to you good night moon <laughs> right <laughs> so that's a great point okay you're right and i i didn't catch oh. that other than that yeah she she gives them uh well she calls it chamomile but isn't Cam chamomile tea like a sleepy yeah. time tea yeah. or something? You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, basically, she's trying to get them to fall asleep, <laughs> right. and maybe you know maybe not wake up. Yeah. <laughs> what that's happening? Yeah. Did family is this? I think if you look in the background, doesn't he sign a life insurance away a policy away right. policy to the mother or something? So. Right. It kind of is making sense here. That's the lifetime Mom, version of this one. Where do I sign? Yeah. Right there, <laughs> dear. Sign right here, dear. So basically, they they go back to the fiance now. Now, he, he just closed another big deal. Uh, and he's like, I'll get my fiance to sell. Because the fiance's building where the antique store is, is a building everybody wants to buy. It's in the middle of the street they're redeveloping or whatever. And he's like, don't worry. She does whatever I tell her. And he's like, I will make the deal. I'm the ultimate salesman. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's it. We go back to the next scene. They're still trying to stay awake. As Joe said, the world's coziest, sleepiest room. Um, <laughs> and so they're like, let's go on a mission to bake cookies. And there's a lot of chemistry going on here. Now, Joe and Seth, I get disturbed here because there's a lot of chemistry, but she is supposed to be to Matt, his brother's fiance. Yes. Yeah. It's a very, Awkward. it's a very flirty scene. Where yes. they're flirting with each other as they bake cookies. And you have to like question, well, obviously you're questioning, well, this is going to be her brother-in-law. 
you know, as you're watching this movie and it's just kind of a, it's a weird situation. Um, but you know, I think um, I think we'll figure out in the end that there is a reason why she might be flirting with him. So, uh, but we'll right. hold off on that just in case anybody has not heard this, seen this movie and has not guessed the ending yet. I I know the ending. I still think I'm lost here on what uh, on, on why yeah, he's kind of feeling... at this point. Yeah, <laughs> you think you missed it too, right, Seth? Yeah. Uh... So we'll find out. It's like the uh, sixth sense or whatever that is. He's dead all along, something like that. So we'll find out. So he died in the car accident. She's just seeing him. He's not really he, there. He never left the airport or whatever that but Tom Hanks yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> so she starts telling him about her great, this grandfather, the relationship, the grandfather, the mother have. He wipes the cookie off her face in such a romantic way that they both get creeped out. And she moves to the table behind him. Um and he explains he's a, he has a master's in finance, but he hates suits. He hates talking to people. But he likes bird building furniture. So he's this delightful misanthrope that he mm-hmm. likes talking to her, but not other people. Makes furniture. Uh, and he calls his grandma. He's showing pictures. He calls his grand Joe, you're already laughing. He calls his grandma a fox. This guy knows no boundaries. Yeah. So. That is the weirdest line. I, I mean, mm. when you, I, I, when I watch that every time, I start laughing because he goes, "My grandmother was such a fox." Like yeah. I have never said anything like that. Like you know, no. my grandmother could have been the most beautiful woman in the world. I still will not call her a fox. Right. It's just right. there's. You could say she was beautiful. That's right. fine. But to say a fox it entails that there's. I don't know. There's something more, and there's creepy. It's again, it's creepy. Yes. But, uh, you know, she she agrees red, with them. So <laughs> red flags everywhere here. Red flags everywhere. It's yeah. a minute after wiping the cookie off her face lovingly. <laughs> Seth, was at, was our grandma, was Bubby a fox? To answer it right now. She's a very elegant woman. Very refined, <laughs> dignified. Yeah. So we a pretty lady. <laughs> so, we, so we went over some tropes. Baking cookies. That's a trope. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. it happens in every single one of these things. Something is baked, okay. usually cookies. Um, mem- Christmas memories. They always okay. love to talk about a memory. Again, another dead family member because it's really clear that his grandmother is not alive anymore. Right. So dead fox. Get that. Dead yeah. fox. So he's dead. <laughs> the dead, the dead hot grandma. <laughs> That's so. a trope. The dead hot grandma is definitely a trope. <laughs> Who's <laughs> are looking for it? <laughs> you hear that, that Hallmark? <laughs> yeah, even calling someone a fox is so 1950s or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was like all of it was off. But okay, so we're at what seven or eight tropes now? Well, uh, we're yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's probably okay. a few smaller ones that I I skipped over, but uh, I'm trying to just give you the, some of the bigger ones. So your trope counter was smoking at this point, just like steam <laughs> coming off the edge. It's actually not in the end. It's actually kind of middle ground for the tr- amount of tropes compared oh, yeah? to some of these okay. other movies. Yeah. So, but it, there was still quite a few. Oh, okay. Because this seems trope heavy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What is the number one trope movie that you've seen? Do you have uh, one? Well, right now, uh, it's Christmas in Evergreen. Uh, that oh, was number okay. one. That one just took over. There was a movie um, called Two Turtle Doves. That yes. one. That one had the most and that lasted for uh, probably about five or six episodes and now wow. christmas and evergreen i think took it by one so there's one more oh, really? trope in that one compared to everything else Ooh, but, is that uh, close 
Yeah, so it was. You should do a, a trope like board this year, like the NCAA March Madness, like head to head, who has the most. At the end of every episode, <laughs> is I I list out oh, top you do. ten. So yeah, okay. so like if you watch the latest version, you'll see that uh, I mean, the latest one right now is Christmas in Evergreen. I put that out about a month or two ago, uh, and then so I'm working on the next one, which is the second evergreen movie so we'll mm-hmm. see how well i already know how that one will fare but uh you know i'll just put that out as a teaser so seth should we um well i should ask joe this joe should we put seth through christmas, christmas and evergreen <laughs> i love them there's four of them should we do a marathon where seth is watching all four of them and then we come back and discuss <laughs> eight hours yeah. in evergreen Boy. That's a lot. Uh, that I, I don't know if I would have put it, would would put him through all that. I mean, Chris, the first one is I enjoy the first one. Uh, I actually regret. I'm doing all four in a row. Mm-hmm. I actually regret starting that. <laughs> I'll oh, be no. honest. The second one is not that great. The third one I I kind of remember liking, and then the fourth one was just was bad. So yeah. I, 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 if you're going to show it to him, I would show him the first one. It's more mm. of a magical thing, you know, and I think it's he, might, it's, he might it's like that. Um, and it stars Ashley Williams, which I know you covered the that new fall movie uh, that you. Yes. No to so, Yes. Oh, yes. So you're, you're familiar with the actress. Uh, so, you know, her um, she's in a lot of these as well. And so it, it we've got to do it. It might be worth revisiting. Mm. I think okay, Seth, we've got to do. Gonna... We've got to do Christmas in Evergreen. We've got to do the Christmas under wraps, followed by the cozy Holiday Inn, the Candace Cameron okay. Bure movie, where there's there's a sequel, but she doesn't star in it, so they replace her with her younger sister from Full House. It's a whole thing. It's a yeah. whole thing. I joke. Hey. I always joke that there's going to be a third one. It's going to be the Olsen twins are going to be oh, the. No. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, I, I that will never happen. But it would be amazing right. if it did. So. Seth, we have to do a breaking news episode this week and, and announce which which one and maybe discuss it. Which one? Uh, if you're going to do that and explain do? these, yeah, because it's big news. Everybody's waiting. Uh, part of the thousand emails we have, five hundred are just saying what's Seth watching next. So just from the title subjects, the other five hundred, Joe, want to know because Seth is single and extremely wealthy. They want to know when the dating game is happening. So uh, everybody, you can write in. Christmas cousins pod at gmail.com. Throw your Christmas hat into the proverbial Christmas ring. Uh, I'd like to get this dating game going after New Year's. Seth is very busy up mm-hmm. until then. So <laughs> I can I vouch I'm for busy. Good <laughs> right. dude, good family. <laughs> Love could be found. If you're a fan of the Howard Stern show, Fred Norris met his wife on a dating show when they did the dating game on the show, and they've been married now 20 years or so, something like yeah. that. So it could happen. You never Seth. know where you're going to find love. <laughs> that's right. I, th- I think that's great. Joe, think about if you know anybody in mind that you want to recommend for the show for uh, I, a date a date with Seth. I, I will let all my female single friends know. <laughs> all right. Good. If I'm, you're any, at any uh, Hallmark cons, too, and any actresses are there, that just level up my game. <laughs> completely. Yeah. Send me your card. I'll pass it along. <laughs> <laughs> so um that was a nice uh, digression we all had we went way off into evergreen so basically they awake in the next scene back to our movie and he's just watching her sleep so this guy who knows no boundaries he's watching who he thinks is his brother's fiance sleeping and the light is hitting her face it's a nice scene but it's just because of the circumstance the mom walks in she's like don't go to sleep. How could you fall asleep with the chamomile tea in the fire that I made? How <laughs> dare you to? But they lived. So they were okay. 
Mm-hmm. And we finally get to meet the grandpa who arrives with a big bulbous red nose. And at first I didn't know if it was a contagious thing or it was like a plastic <laughs> nose that he put on top. Um, and he brings a fresh cut tree, which is really cool. Cause then I'm like, yes, tree decorating scene. I mm-hmm. love it. And I know Joe was like trope count. Trope count tree. of bringing yeah. the, of, uh, picking out a Christmas tree, uh, mm-hmm. decorating the tree, which they're going to okay. do. Uh, and then, uh, I'll even throw in this one cause we'll probably gloss over it real quick, but they, uh, mentioned another dead family member, his dog. Mm. Oh. So, yep. I, so I counted, it. I counted that one as well. He talks wow. about, cause it's the ornament. He hands the first ornament that he hangs out, which is a tradition. It's yeah. mm. just another trope, uh, is of his dog. And so, yeah, so we have four right there. Just, uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Oh wait, was that the? Because he hands, um, he hands Matt that uh, the ornament, the star ornament, mm-hmm. and he tells him to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the I guess what, one the, the tro- before that, the first ornament that is always hung on the tree is a dog ornament, and it's right. based on his dog that passed away. So yep. So I counted the dog because I, you know, okay. my dog's family. So why not? Yeah, it counts. <laughs> so we're probably up to twelve or thirteen, maybe at this point. I think probably. Yeah. Roughly. Okay. So basically, right. The next one is he hands him an ornament from his wife. The grandpa hands Matt an ornament from his wife, who's the grandma. It's a star decoration on the back of it. Says, "Eternity is where true love exists." So it's a okay. nice sentiment. And we know that that's going to come back around anytime it's a big thing like that. And then uh, they say, oh, let's go eat some food or cookies. And this is where, this is clever, they bring this back. Uh, Alice says, well, it's not all macrobiotic food. And the family's completely confused. What are you talking about macrobiotic? We don't even know what that is. We don't eat that way. Uh, Billy, why would Billy say that? So we're starting to see that the mix up here, obviously she's, you know, not, we, we know what's going on, but there's a mix up. Uh, the family's starting to see it as well. Um, and then. What is it? The fiance calls Alice and leaves a voicemail. Great news. Tell tell his mom to get the champagne on ice, darling, because I, I closed another one. So there's a lot going on. Um, now they're in the kitchen, mom and Alice. They're looking at pictures when the boys are younger. They're figuring out why didn't he ever mention a brother? They end up um, clearing out the Christmas table. She talks about the antique store. She says she's running the store alone. They're really opening up to each other and bonding. Next thing you know, it's time to play Christmas messages. That's got to be a trope. It's got to be a Christmas game, right? It is a Christmas tradition that they do every year, they say. So right there is the trope. Uh, Not necessarily the game, but the fact that they do that every year and they mention it. Uh, So that would count as the trope. So, Joe, if it's a tradition, if there's three different traditions in a movie, that's three different tropes for the count. Yeah, I count it every time. Because if, oh, I love it. If, especially if, like, uh, that's why Two Turtle Doves was number one for the longest time. It was, I think, tradition was the thing. It was constantly a tradition. Well, with this, with it, it's based on the uh, the twelve days of Christmas. So they do a tradition based on every day of Christmas. So whenever hmm. they mention it, boom, trope count. Uh, trope. Okay. Count, wow. Count so that twelve trope. built so in. So you got twelve. Well, they didn't get quite the twelve. I'll uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but they do count a lot of them, and they actually talk a lot about ones that don't even uh, revolve around the 12 days of Christmas. So, uh, wow. yeah, I count it every time. I'm remiss that we didn't play this game, the three of us, before. We could have written something down. The rules were <laughs> everyone writes something nice about everybody in the room, and everyone has to figure out who said what about whom. That would have been fun. Like, if Joe reads one, it's like, he's great with tropes. 
you know, and he has to guess which one of us wrote that or something. So now it's important because uh, Alice gets the last message. We have to guess who it's from and, and it writes is kind of amazing. And that's from Matt. So that's from the hunk. Matt writes, she's kind of amazing. Again, this is he's writing this about his brother's fiance, he thinks. Um, so Billy gets home. Now Billy gets home. Billy, for those of you listening, mm. is the fiance. We think it's the fiance that she's engaged to. He walks in. They have no idea who each other are. <laughs> it's really, really crazy. So awkward is, is how I describe this scene. And it's it's unraveling fast. So <laughs> Seth, did you guess that this was the mix up leading up to it when you were watching the movie for the first time? Um, yes, okay. <laughs> somewhat. Because <laughs> that's, oh. that's, that's the big thing. That's the twist. It's like, you don't, you're, I mean, they, they do a pretty good job at like making you guess that something's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I remember watching this, like I said, I got spoiled by the trailer or whatever, but I showed my, my wife was watching it with me and she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That was dumb. <laughs> you know, so she, she hadn't caught on, like, but I, whether or not she was paying attention or not, that's that's right, that's right. The other thing, but that that's what I was kind of curious about, whether or not you would guess that she's at the wrong house. It's um, that's yeah, I mean, up until that moment, I did, and it was so I knew from our previous conversation that I was looking for something. Okay, um, I had an objective in mind, and it's um, so there were certain things that stuck out, and I um. Yeah, I was. I kept going back to the scene at the airport in the beginning when he spills the coffee on her, and when the papers get, I was like, "Oh, well, the mix-up was there." You know, they gave their paperwork back to the uh, person, and, and that's what. And somehow that they both ended up on the same address or something like that. So, um, but yeah, so that was the the big moment. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know how they were going to play. I'm like, I didn't know if it was way too too much coincidence that um, the same names and stuff like that. And, so. Same town, same names. It was, it yeah. was a, a lot had a, a perfect storm had to work for this movie, but it did. And that's well, why it was flawless. They're the poor Mitchums and yes. she's engaged to the rich Mitchums, you know, other side of the town, I guess, because oh, gonna, yeah, yeah. that'll be something that gets pointed out very soon. So, yes. Well, that is, we go to the next scene. Mm -hmm. So Alice is on the steps. She calls the fiance. Finally, she calls him. Uh, Matt, the hunk brings out some hot cocoa to keep her warm. Um, and at this point, I don't think they've slept for 72 hours, but they're both <laughs> sad to not spend Christmas together. And he, he, again, another awkward, not understanding the boundaries goes, well, maybe on Christmas we can come visit each other. So he's like, I'm going to go visit you at your fiance's house or you come leave your fiance's family who you're just meeting and come visit me. So this guy and his boundaries are, well, are, let's, let's give him credit though, because, <laughs> let's yeah. give him credit though, because now he knows she's not engaged to his, her brother. His brother. Okay. So now he's like, oh, I might actually make, I can make some moves on her and it's not going to be creepy, even though I've mm. been making moves on her and it's been creepy. <laughs> um, right. So, yeah, I mean, he, uh, you know, let's, let's give the guy a little credit. He's, he's trying. He, he, and then right. when you, when you meet the, when you meet the, the boyfriend, I mean, you know, you get it. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> you understand why he might even go further with that. So. That's true. All right. So no, that's fair. He's shooting his shot, basically. Yeah. Now, the cool thing about this scene, I don't know if you guys picked up on this or not. It legit looked very cold. 
it looked like mm. they were actually kind of shivering and it looked like real smoke coming out of their mouths, like real cold air breath, which a lot of these sets, they CGI that mm. in, you'll see. They're talking yeah. and it's like a puff of white smoke comes out. So I thought that was cool. Uh, and so maybe it was really cold because some of these they film in like June and it's very hot. Um, but basically the whole family comes out and the fiance, what a... What an, I mean, he goes, let me give you some money for expenses, pulls a hundred out of his wallet. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, terrible. he's crapping on their house and he's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, it's like, geez, guy. He's like, yeah, yeah. can you imagine me living in a house like this? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Which actually works on two, which, <laughs> oh, works on two <laughs> levels because she couldn't imagine him in this cozy, loving, warm house. And he's saying mm -hmm. it as if it's beneath him, but she's seeing it now as it's above him, basically. So I thought that was actually kind of clever. Um, that line, or maybe I'm reading into it too much. At that point, I had also been up for several days uh, <laughs> trying to do things. So they all hug, they rush off, um, and she runs back in to give the hunk her note, Matt, the, the note that says, makes me laugh, the note from the Christmas game they played. So that's what he does. He mm -hmm. makes her laugh, and she is amazing to him. Now, they pull up to the fiance's estate. It's cold. It's lifeless. She's going, where are the decorations? What's going on? It's almost Christmas. <laughs> and the fiance is looking for his mother and keeps going, oh, mother, oh, mother. And yeah. And this is a pretty palatial home. <laughs> yes. It was very cold and creepy. Mother is here. <laughs> I call her macrobiotic mom. Like that, that's, how I, that's how I refer to her all the time. So, because I don't yeah. remember her name from the movie, but I don't even know if they even mentioned her name. But macrobiotic <laughs> mom is is pretty on point. So, I like, think there'd be a superhero. Yeah, macro mom, a spinoff or something. That would be interesting. She kills Christmas in one green drink. That's yes, her superpower. It removes, hey, but it removes all the undigested matter and bacteria from her intestines. <laughs> it's made from yeast extract, root, root vegetables, and fermented bran. I mean, that's that's a great first conversation. Sounds amazing for Christmas to me. Yeah, that is Christmas. At least it was green. Seth, you should write that down and have Jeeves whip you up a batch and, and report back on how that is. Because that would be really good. Yeah, I think so. So basically they go inside. Now I have to stop here because they, he sees the mother now and they have the weirdest kiss, the son and mother. It's like they had their own special kiss. They kiss in the lips and each cheek. It was like it's very just, creepy. There's a lot of creepy things going on here. I'm uh, glad I missed that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like a weird kiss. Then Alice goes to hug the mom. She's like, don't hug me. I'm cleaning out my chakras. And, um, and she's like, let's all go get a cock. Let's go get a drink. Now, Alice, Alice is like, okay, thinking it's a cocktail. And mm. she goes in and she's making the green drink smoothie. And she's like, this is not what I had in mind. I wanted a cocktail. Um, and she starts telling the story. The mom starts blending. She's not warm like the other mom who I think might've been named Penny or something. Um, now you want to go with it. You should forget the trope count. Let's do the creepy count because the Lothario dad <laughs> walks in now, Joe. The fiance's dad walks in and immediately starts hitting on his son's fiance. Yeah, he's going on. He does that the entire movie. He's mm -hmm. he's macrobiotic mom and creepy dad. That's basically, yeah. that's basically the family. But of course, you have to make these people look awful because it makes the other family look amazing. Um, they succeeded. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, yeah, the there, father knocked it there, out. There is no trope count. There is no trope of creepy father. Um, I don't think there's enough of those kind of things right. that happen in these movies, but um, it's that you can call it out. I think yeah. that's very fair.
Yeah. It hit it ma- was, yeah, go on. A critical mass during the game. And it's just like, yeah, everything's <laughs> yes. weird. Like, hey. And then, yeah. We're no, getting that, to that, that for sure. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, well, he, so they had a great scene where they're mirroring each other. The son and father are on the phones, mirroring each other, doing business. And <laughs> Alice looks at them and is like, wow, this is my future. I thought that was a clever, clever thing they did in this movie, showing yeah. them as being the same thing. Now they go to the fiance's old bedroom. He's showing her his old trophies. She's like, I never took you for being athletic. And it's like uh, a finance trophy or a top salesman trophy or something. He sold mm-hmm. 200 pounds of fertilizer when he was a Weibo and Boy Scouts. <laughs> I, I made a note of that because that that's, it's like, okay, be very proud of that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's a salesman. He was knee deep in fertilizer. I guess he saw his calling. So... And he uh, he sold it all. So she's like, let's go for a walk. It's a beautiful park right here. He's like, walk at this hour? And park? Where's the park? She's like, it's literally next to your house. He's like, <laughs> right. never been there. So it was a sprawling acreage right outside your front door. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> she's in bed. And Matt, the hunk, figures out which room she's in and starts flashing a light through the window. Uh, and so she wakes up with a big smile. She runs out to meet him and he does want to go for a walk. So if you're listening and, you know, you're single and looking for a partner, go for a walk with somebody. You might, right. you know, that's going to spark something. Seth, go take a walk right after we're done here. It's like, I don't know what this is doing. I've been walking for three hours. I haven't met a single person. Nobody will talk to me. So basically they go on the walk. Uh, he says he used to go here all the time. Um so he, he used to sneak out when he was younger. So she's like, oh my gosh, this guy's not only great, he can walk. He goes to see parks. The walk is beautiful. Uh, the snow, it's snowing. It looked fake there, but it's a beautiful park. I like that scene a lot. Um, and she basically tells him he's living the dream, making furniture, lots of chemistry, no kiss yet, but he does make her laugh again. Um, and she starts telling him about the Christmas clock. Now, how cool was this, guys? He knew the story. Yeah. Well, yeah, and right away there, she starts to realize that, hey, I think I like this brother, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the, it's a, she's starting to see that it's fate, basically. So again, Hunky Matt shoots his shot. He's like, does not mess around this guy. Yeah. And and he's like, you know, right away, he's like, we should we get together. And she's like, look, I wish the world was like the clockmaker's clock. Now, if you remember from the story at the beginning, the clockmaker was in love with someone. She was whisked away by this rich guy. He makes a beautiful clock. They fall in love. So she rebuffs the hunk. She's like, isn't it fate? She's like, I don't know. She leaves. So basically now we're like, now we're a little bit getting into Greek mythology because they're talking about the fates here, whether or not it's something going on. And in Greek mythology, the fates are these divine beings who are the personification of destiny. And here were two people who met 72 hours ago talking about whether they're supposed to be together or not. But the grandmother and grandfather found love at first sight and it worked. So there's something going on here. I'm in, I'm invested in this story. Mm -hmm. Um, Alice. So Alice leaves, they part. Alice calls the next day. um, But Matt answers and creepily doesn't say anything. (laughs) The creep factor again. He hands it to his mom. Oh yeah. They're standing in the kitchen and yeah. (laughs) What an adult. He hands it to his mom. Right. There was, yeah, there was a bit of a man child. (laughs) It was like throughout, especially in the beginning, but yeah. Well, he she did tear she did 
shoot him down. You know, I mean, let's, True. you know, he did, he, you know, he, 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 he threw it out there. She said, no, I want to mm-hmm. be with, you know, this obnoxious <laughs> asshole or oops obnoxious guy i don't sorry um and uh you know she so she's uh you know i i don't blame him for not wanting to to chat with her because you know she's just kind of like well i'm gonna stay here and he's like all right well i guess i'll find a another uh sister-in-law to to go after (laughs) yeah you can see the next scene hey billy who you dating now and then you meet someone because he asked his brother So basically, they're now they're now in back of the fiance's home. It's a huge living room. Fire's going, and Alice goes, "Come on, everybody! It's time to play a game." She wants to play a Christmas game. The father and the fiance are on their laptops doing business. The mom is sitting there with her chakras, uh, and basically, she's like, you know, she just is like, "No, we're playing a game right now." She gets up, she closes the laptop. She's like, "Let's get into the Christmas spirit, you nerds." And so they're like, we're going to start doing these statements again. We're going to play the Christmas message game, write statements about each other. And boy, does this go bad fast. This was awkward. The messages yeah. they write about each other, they weren't loving like the other families. It was like, he's good at the ones from The ones from dad to Alice were loving. They're very so, loving. <laughs> so too much, yeah. but it's... Uh, She's yeah. easy on the eyes. Is that what he wrote, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It's a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, was the other yeah. one? He was charming. Or she's easy. She's easy on the eyes. It was weird. She is very yeah. easy on the eyes, which comes from creepy dad Roy. And yes. then uh, she loves my son, which is comes from macrobiotic mom. And then <laughs> the last message is from Will, who tells her she's a multimillionaire. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens here? Joe, you want to take us into this next portion with this? So, she she's like i don't understand why am i a millionaire it's because he's already pre-sold her building all she has to do is sign the papers um she sold her uh the building that her that was inherited left to her from her grandfather for 3.5 million dollars and 3.5 mil yeah and she's devastated because she would not want to give up this building for three and a half million dollars now here's where i'm kind of like you, yeah, you can. Three and a half million dollars. <laughs> right. I, I get it. You love your, your antique store, but you can find another store. Three and a half million dollars <laughs> will let you be the, the antique store owner to never sells an antique for the rest of your life. <laughs> and you'll be right. okay. Right. Uh, so I get that, you know, she's mad that he, she, he would want to sell it. And, and I get that she can be, uh, that's something, you know, without asking her or getting her permission, that's obviously the wrong thing to do, but she, Alice should actually just go to that guy and get Will out of the picture and say, you know, I want four. But she's, she, you know, she, this is not how Hallmark business owners work. You don't, right. you don't do it for the money. You do it for the love of it. So is that a trope? Uh, did you say where they well, turned down the trope big is, business deals? Is down the business is the small business is failing. So her, right, her right, okay. she, you know, that's that's the trope. Um, well, you know, I may be off and oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, um, didn't Will? I, I can't remember if it was that scene or later on, but didn't he uh, propose that there was another spot that she could go to or something? Yeah, yes. he also I then gives her a lease, a lease yes. for a building. Right, okay, that's, that's a, yes. a few blocks away. <laughs> 
and it's Gift bigger, <laughs> and she can use the money that she made from the sale to hire people, so she doesn't have to do it. And but again, you okay. know, I think it's more of you're trying to tell me what to do, and that yes. is, he's inconsiderate, he's arrogant, he's a greedy pop uh, property developer, which and 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 that is a trope. Greedy pop uh, property developers are always the villain, regardless of. You're, whether you know uh, uh, if you're doing a good job on something or not, it, you because you're going to basically get rid of the small town USA. Um, yeah. So in Hallmark World, that is the main villain, and so he, you yeah. know, he cl- and and clearly that's what breaks them up. Uh, you know, she just says, "I don't want to be with you anymore." And well, also there's the the if we get to it here, but the clock, the little tiny clock that. Um, grandpa hands to her in the scene before yes. that uh that stops at 11 well, grandpa 50... shows i just want to jump in here just to explain what goes on next yeah. real fast because grandpa actually goes to the fiance's house so yeah. grandpa like mm-hmm. his grandson is mr shoot your shot he's like going yeah. for it he shows up and he's like i'm gonna help here he's a perfect wingman and he he tells uh, grandma, alice tells grandpa look this is terrible i met the most wonderful person but the timing is wrong so the grandpa is there to give her a gift and drop a little wisdom on her, which is basically that love, life is about timing and timing is everything in love and loss. Now, I don't know what that means. I know it means something, but I don't know what, <laughs> but he gives her a box. We don't know what it is yet. She doesn't open it yet. Um, and that's when he then, the fiance hands her a gift wrapped new lease. And meanwhile, yes, to, to just touch on the three and a half million. <laughs> that father would have been like, are you crazy? Um, you know, like he would have said, yes, I want you to sell this for three and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. She said she makes penny change, whatever pocket change. So um, the fiance is now talking to her and it's like, look, you don't want that. You should sign the lease. You can't tempt fate. But he thinks he's talking her into the lease, but he's really talking her into taking the next step forward into the other relationship with Matt. So she opens the clock, the box. It was the greatest clock ever made. I mean, it was a beautiful clock. It was about two inches big. It was a mini clock. So she knows she has a big decision ahead and she's ruminating in the bathroom and she's repeating, life is timing, timing. What about timing? She's whispering. She doesn't know what to do. She starts to tell the fiance she's done with him. And and I wish I had my, my sound effect because she the clock stops. It stops. Now I'm mm-hmm. I'm bawling at this point, gentlemen. I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> bawling. It stops at eleven fifty-eight. Eleven fifty-eight. Which that they'll to... come back to that. Yes. Yes, eleven fifty-eight. <laughs> Seth, you know what eleven fifty eight that's coming up. It's coming up. You know what it is when it comes up? What will they say, it, right? Yeah, they uh okay. you know, they make mention of it. I was confused because in earlier in they were uh doing there's some, I don't even know what they call it, but the, the number numeric thing, it was like one, uh, one, seven, four. What? I don't know. And not that it matters. One, four, three. <laughs> I love you. That's what I thought. That's what I first thought at first. I was like, what? So. It was an emotional friend. That was, it was the emotional friend. <laughs> a very, very another, profound level for this movie. <laughs> another reference for you there. Nice. So it was eleven fifty-eight. It's um, yeah. With that, that was the. Yeah, I don't really remember the significance of it. <laughs> so, it comes up. It's coming up. Yeah. Well, we're okay. basically at it. Uh, so yeah. So the clock stops. 
she breaks up with with uh, the boy uh, the boyfriend William William instead of Billy, uh, and she says, "I'm going to run into the park." And so she runs to the park. At, well, after mm. looking on a creepy dad and macrobiotic mom, <laughs> runs into the park and out jumps Matt behind the stat behind the the Christmas tree, and they kiss. And then he she shows him the she tells him she goes the clock stopped and he goes what this new clock that I just built stopped and <laughs> they look at the time and they say eleven fifty eight and he goes that's when we met. 11:58 at the airport and he she goes you're right oh my god but there's a big problem it's clearly 11:58 at night when they yes. are in the park <laughs> right and if you watch the scene at the airport it's 11:58 obviously in the morning because it's bright right. <laughs> so it, there's a difference between 11 a.m. 11:58 a.m. and 11:58 p.m. that that gets a little confusing and I, that's probably where you were like confused as to why that is, but it's basically retelling the story of the the clock that stopped telling of yes. time, and now they're in the you know no nothing else matters. They kiss again. They kiss like three times here, um, mm -hmm. and there is tropes of kissing in the snow, um, and the obviously the last trope which you always have is the final kiss. Yes, usually is what things end on uh but yes. then we get but then we get a year in the future uh, and do she, we know it's a year joe because i was curious what the time frame was they're talking about christmas again i believe i think okay. they're meeting up i think because she's gonna her mom who is still alive is going to uh meet his parents or whatever um and so they find the uh what is it a civil war era wedding ring and of course yes. you go oh here we go but they mm -hmm. don't show a proposal which really kind of it's funny kind of surprising yeah. all the clocks go off at 11 58 <laughs> so there we go you know so we get the we but uh it's just calling back that that scene but yeah um, they also all the clocks start going off which is funny and they all start like... laughing and then they think they think they, they do a kiss and they and and then the film is over so yeah it was a yeah, it was a little cuckoo with all the clocks going off at once. But it went with it went with the rest. Now I love Seth. This happens often where it ends and they usually, like Joe said, it just ends with the kiss. And you're like, okay, I want a little more. I love when they do the flash forwards. Cause you're like, oh, it's a year later. They now have a developed, fully fleshed out relationship. They stayed yeah. together. It's kind of like justification for what we just watched and went through. So mm -hmm. I love those scenes. They're rare in these movies, but they happen and they're cool and they do the flash forward. There's, um, yeah, there's one in like a candy cane movie that I've seen where they flash forward and like they're running the candy cane store a year later. Um, but anyway, so that was interesting. Now, what was with the picture of them on the clock? Is that just a little Christmas magic? Or? I think that I think that's just sort of saying this is retelling of oh. the Burn Castle story because it's basically oh. this. The clock stops. They met <laughs> and you know they fell in love and time stops i guess i guess time stopped right. i don't know uh, <laughs> but yeah it's interesting you say about the future because i actually came up with ideas of sequels for this movie so mm -hmm. this the, the very merry mix-up is all mm -hmm. about how they met she gets her she she gets confused with uh goes to the wrong family and they met so the second movie should be called a very merry 
wedding mix-up where she finds Alice accidentally marrying the wrong man who is also named Matt, but coincidentally (laughs) is macrobiotic. Oh. (laughs) Which then leads to the third film in our trilogy. Mm -hmm. uh, A very merry baby mix-up where the hospital accidentally switches (laughs) Alice and Matt's baby with another. I mean, it's it, you, can you could just we could just I don't know why they did not do more merry mix ups. It's like Home right. Alone, you know, it's the same movie over and over again. But there's some sort of how you know how is how is what does she mix up this time? And they never they could get have it. a whole me- the whole merry verse could just oh, be full of mix ups. Yeah, yeah, I like I that. Yeah, it would have it would have been it would have been spectacular. Now, obviously, they would never gone that dark, but. Um, it just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it follows them for years into like a senior center or something like that. Like this is the wackiest mix-up. Like no, that's just dementia. Yeah. You forgot. So that's the very the very merry medicine mix-up where they mix up the medicine for that. Right. That's part four. Yeah. I yeah. take the reds. Well, you take the blues today. <laughs> so. It didn't get greenlit that one. No. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, it was all, I, it's, I thought about it and I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's just too good. We have to, we have to propose that one day to Hallmark, you know, I mean, this movie's, yeah. this movie's about 10 years old now, so it's, right. it's you know, but uh, we could still do it. Why not? Yeah. Let's just propose it on a lower floor. So when they go to throw us out the window, it's a softer landing. Do you want to mean the lobby? <laughs> Don't mess with their mix-up series. Well, look, we couldn't mess it up any worse than the sequels to Christmas and Evergreen. So I think I, I like your idea, Joe. Maybe there's an alternate channel we can do. Like, uh, it's like, you know, alternate Hallmark with just a little bit more realism or something. It could be interesting. Whatever Hallmark is backwards, Kremla, that's the channel. So, it's an underground channel. Yeah, I think so. That would work. Well, that, uh, that was a very merry... Uh, review of the Very Merry Mix-Up. That was an awesome, uh, that was a lot of fun. What was yeah, our total trope one. count, Joe? So the total trope count for that was about 29 tropes. Wow. So, and we, we we kind of covered most of them. I think the one we skipped, which is actually a real big one, is the third act misunderstanding, which is where mm. something happens where there, it's usually just a stupid misunderstanding if they would actually talk to each other for two seconds, could be solved, but they kind of either part ways a little bit break up or as is he he throws himself out there she says no that's their kind of like misunderstanding um that that happens in every film it always happens in the, in the third act third act okay third act. And it's usually about 15 to 20 minutes before the movie's over so okay right mm-hmm. so it's right well they break these up into nine like small acts i think mm-hmm. so would that be more like in a Hallmark world, like seven scene act seven or Probably, something yeah. like that. So okay. yeah, when I'm talking right. about third act, it's like the third act of a story. So right, know. right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. Wow. That's uh that was a fun one. Seth, this is your fifth one. How do you rank this amongst the five before we, before we ended, we've been going over an hour and it went fast. I liked it. I liked the storyline. Oh, I'm sorry, it's eleven. It's eleven fifty-eight, gentlemen. Oh, no, we kidding. should stop right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. All right. Sorry, Seth. This what is were you perfect. Saying? No, I really liked it. Um, yeah, in the beginning when they end up in the hospital, like I thought, I, I, I most of the movies we, I think all of them, I haven't seen anything like that where it's a big accident, you know, proceed and then they end up in the, um, in the hospital. But um, so, but no, I, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I liked the storyline. Um, uh, yeah, I liked you know thinking about it, figuring out what the mix up and kind of everything was going on. Um, are you looking for a number? 
the, but I, I real quick, I was thinking about it. Um, and I, I apologize for repeating myself, but um, the kiss interrupted. I know this most of these movies have a couple of them. This one really didn't seem to have any. Well, it had one closer to the end. That was it. Is that right. would that be considered a, a trope or is that? Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, it, okay. uh, the uh, interrupted kiss, um, you know, that's that's huge. There's just none in this one. Um, okay. So, yeah, I didn't count any in this one, but uh, there's some movies where it happens three or four times. So Yeah, oh, really? Notes okay. of Autumn, Seth. I think Notes of Autumn <laughs> happened a few times, maybe like four mm. times because there's two couples. So that was, I don't know uh, why I'm hung up on that thing. <laughs> yeah, you've you probably blocked out Notes of Autumn by now, and you've moved on. So, so I just want to... Uh, say because i really enjoyed the movie i know we're joking about it and, and poking yeah. fun but i really enjoyed it this is kind of what i looked for in these movies there was not a lot of downtime in it joe what was your overall view because we're all having fun too but mm -hmm. did you did you like it overall uh i love this movie i is yeah. in my this is i it's goofy i i liked i thought it was when i saw that it was about the mix-up i'm like how does that happen right. um they do a pretty good job at like making keeping her in the house you know like she doesn't go anywhere it's only one right. night actually that they spend hmm. there because the next day is when you know when billy shows up so oh, yeah it, it, okay. yeah and that happens within a little over an hour into the into well I, I, it's an hour and 24 so probably halfway through the movie uh is when billy shows up so then you know they're not dragging this out for the entire two <laughs> hour and a half right. of the movie um uh, you know i mean i think that if you, if you think about it, I, it does seem weird that they, um, you know, he doesn't, they don't try calling Billy, uh, from her parents' house. Cause you know, they have a, you know, landline still, um, that was a little weird. Uh, right. you know, I think that's the only thing you can call about it, but you know, you lose your phone. I, I would not know how to contact half the people, you know, if I lost my phone and I couldn't <laughs> right. put it on. Right, you um, wouldn't know the numbers necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, she does check her email at one point. Mm -hmm. So I guess that does, that does work. But again, it's only one night. So right. uh, I think we're, I can, I give it a little bit of a pass because I think they do a pretty good job with it. I think they do a great job yeah. with making her uh, real, her fiance's real family so awful that, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to make anybody look good. Um, but it does, you know, grandpa does a real good job at selling you know, the coziness of their house. Um, it is, it is a normal house. You know, that's the thing. Like if you look at some of these Hallmark films, these houses are gigantic and, mm -hmm. you know, and they're a single mom and she has a kid usually, and she's got a mansion that she lives in and you, and yet she's like a waitress. And it's like, how right. the heck do you, <laughs> how do you afford this house? But like, it's just a normal house. And I kind of like that aspect of it. I think Alicia Witt, uh, I, I hate to say that she plays it. I, I I'm hoping she plays it off. Slow, like she, Alice is just a little slow because I think sometimes she misses a lot of things. Um, mm. and, and, and I don't know if she's doing that on purpose or that's just sort of the way she came off in this film. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> that, you know, that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really like this movie. Um, and I, I won't apologize. I don't apologize for liking it because there's a lot of people that would goof on. This would be, Oh, that's just, that's an awful one. But uh, you know, Seth, I mean, it, you, you seem to really like this. Where's the, the ranking I, then? Out of the okay, five. So, one, uh, so yeah, we had what Christmas cottage, picture perfect Christmas notes of autumn. Mm -hmm. 
very merry mix up. What was the other one we did? Uh, uh, I think it's all, wait. Up. Did we? Is this? Did we not do that many? Maybe we didn't. Well, this wait. this would have been the fifth one. This is the fourth <laughs> one, I think. Yeah, maybe this is only the fourth Picture. one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so out of the four, Seth. Mm. Oh no, Christmas train. We did the Christmas oh, train. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're right. These two. <laughs> You forget about them very quickly. Um, Picture Perfect Christmas, Christmas Cottage, The Christmas Train, Notes of Autumn, and Very Merry Mix-Up. Oh, Where's man. this ranking, Seth? <laughs> it's like that game you used to play. It's like one person, you sit in a circle, or a person says apple, and you say apple, yeah. two oranges, apple, two oranges, in. Um, You're going to have to come prepared with this answer for the next movie review. Yeah. It's... Um, I, I, I'd like the train one. Uh, that was good. But yeah, I think... Um, I would put this, yeah, I think the train one was probably my favorite. Um, right, and it's the one uh, I would, forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, how do you bring it up? But, um, well, it's, uh, yeah. And then I think I'd say, um, uh, I'm very, merry mix up after that. So I like too. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That it makes sense. Like it a little bigger, a little better, bigger production value. I don't know. <laughs> so you're giving the Roman emperor <laughs> thumbs up here, Seth. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. It. Sorry. Sorry. Media official music, all sorts of stuff. But yes, yes. it gets a thumbs up. I need my soundboard working. So <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let Joe go because he spent way enough time of his, spent enough of his day with us. Joe, thank you so much for all this time. This is really awesome. Yes. We really appreciate it. And yeah, um, thank you. it was yeah, a lot of fun. You, you really helped guide us through this. We needed help. We needed a guide here. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, I, it's been, uh, it's been fun doing these two podcasts. I don't do podcasts, you know, like this is new for me to kind of do these things. So, um, it's, it's fun to talk about Christmas and, uh, you know, when you want me to come back and talk about something else, I'm, I'm around. So just let me know. Absolutely. Awesome. That, that will, that will be in our next creative meeting. How do we work you into another episode? Joe, you're awesome. You don't do podcasts, but you should, because you're awesome on air. And, uh, we really appreciate uh, your knowledge, your wit, your time, everything. So thank you for sharing your talents with us and mm -hmm. helping us clarify this mix up <laughs> and unscrambling us because we needed help here. We were really, we, we, we didn't know what. So thank you. And we will definitely uh, be in touch soon. And uh, we will uh, we'll be back. Everybody who's listening at home, Christmas Aficionado on YouTube. It's an awesome channel. He's got everything from quick one minute videos to long, like 20 something, almost 30 minute videos. So whatever time frame you have or whatever in the mood for, check it out. Christmas Aficionado on YouTube. We're big fans. Thanks again, Joe. Yeah. We will talk to you soon. All right. Happy thanks holidays. guys. You too. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thank you, Joe. Merry Christmas. Yeah. All right. Well, that nice. was awesome, Seth. We've that been was. going uh, an hour 14 almost, so we won't keep it yeah. long. I just want to say <laughs> we have coming up um, the next big episode, the Pumpkin Beer Review. Mm -hmm. is coming up pumpkin beer and cider Finally. review that's yeah you've been drinking these for weeks seth in preparation so i <laughs> yeah. appreciate it and we do have a special guest coming on that one as well uh i think it's confirmed by now i have to i should double check maybe before i even say i'm just looking to make sure uh that it is confirmed here we go with uh robert at the where is this festive foreign films fans podcast Nice. So that's cool. We don't have any gone into a festive foreign film. We need to give that a try, Seth. Yeah, yeah. He can uh, let us let us know about it and uh, kind of fill us in. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do a movie. Fellini Christmas or something. 
Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting <laughs> if he did one. I don't know. Anyway, so Seth, thank you for joining us, and and this was thank a lot you. of fun. I love uh, hearing what you think of these and seeing your growth over the holidays. <laughs> He's wearing a beanie now, everyone mm-hmm. too. Oh, and please rate us, review us. I mean, rate our podcast, not us. I don't want to be like Seth's a 10. Um, rate us, review, subscribe, tell your friends, share. Uh, and also what, at Christmas Cousins Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Message us. We will respond at Christmas Cousins Pod. And then also email Pod at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Thanks so much. Love- we will see you soon. Cousins out. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you.